It's another Sunday night in comedy, and tonight we are recapping some of our favorite moments from the return of Just for Laughs. The world's biggest comedy festival came back full force in Montreal this summer for their 40th anniversary. We have interviews on the red carpet, play-by-plays from comics themselves, and a few of our best ofs from 40 years of the world's biggest fest in comedy. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Sunday, Sunday, looking forward to the show. Welcome back to an all new Inside Jokes, baby. Hopefully. You are still actually tuning in after whatever that was. It is, of course, Sunday night. We have an all-new Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto. And as always, streaming coast-to-coast on the Global News Network, wherever you are, nationwide, planet Earth-wide. And, of course, brought to you, as always, by our lovely friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you spot festival lineups more clearly. How about da? Because now that summer has wound down and we're sort of coming out of the buzz of festival season and all of the summer shows and fringes that took over Toronto and Montreal and parts coast to coast in the comedy world all summer long. We are now going back and recapping some of our favorite moments from this past year's Just for Laughs. It is, of course, the biggest comedy festival on the planet. And this past summer was a very special year for that fest, obviously returning after two years of having to be kind of shut down from live shows and streaming digitally. Also, JFL turned 40 this past summer, so it was a massive, massive return for this festival and our own producer Vince Tedesco was there pounding the pavement hitting the red carpet talking to the who's who in comedy and also just mingling with the absolute flood of comics that descend on Montreal for this festival from all over Canada we got Vince Tedesco on the line right now how are you doing this week buddy good good I wasn't really pounding like I didn't really leave the hotel so I wouldn't really pound. I was pounding the carpet you were pounding the carpet I didn't want to phrase it that way though I feel like um <laughs> Pounding the carpet. Yeah, no, everything, the way Just for Last is set, you're at, you're at one hotel and all the media junkets and all the comics kind of stay there. So and it's not like I'm running down people on the streets with a microphone. Sir, sir, please, any questions? And uh, it, is, it is kind of funny, though, because when you are there, you know, like I've been there as a comic, I've been there as media, I've been there, of course, many times over the years with this show. It is, it is this sort of very special thing. Yes, everybody sort of because the, the the main streets of Montreal are completely taken over by the festival. You can't miss it. It completely just eats up the entire downtown core. Um, but the the hotel itself is sort of the center of the action. You know, that's where all the industry folks are. That's where the comics are staying. They're congregating around the bar, bouncing jokes off of each other. It's sort of one big green room. Media is all there. So there is really this sort of feeling, Vince, when you're there and all these, all these major league comics are all around all these media people are around there's sort of just this like sense of community there this it's like we are one we are one big comedy that's sort of what it feels like oh 100 percent. it's not even like i guess i mean yes the term could be major league comics but they're also combating with the minor league comics i mean and the industry comics the behind the scenes i mean we, you know the, we our own canadian comics everyone from you know our own festival headliners and people we see on galas on television are all there you also do have starting out comics that flock to montreal from from toronto and ottawa and and the west coast 
just to go see the fest and just to catch shows and see who they can meet. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. and you get these weird, you get these sort of memorable moments that really don't happen anywhere other than JFL. I mean, I remember one year on the patio with the Hyatt, Chappelle was get, warming up for us for a set he was doing that night. So he was just DJing music off his iPhone for all of the comics and media people on the patio and just sort of pacing around, running his material through his head. You, you just get to see these comics sort of in their natural element and just, the excitement of them being with each other and jumping on each other's shows and bouncing jokes around and just being just enjoying being in that industry together. And, and it's, it's kind of just as much about the behind the scenes as it is about being on stage itself. Yeah. I mean, it does get a bit cliquey towards the wee hours. I think the, the Toronto comics, the crews were all kind yeah. of migrating together. The Montreal comics all know each other. Obviously the U S comics, even in the U S crowd, like in the New York, the New York, scene kind of sticks together the la scene kind of sticks together uh but it's it's the behind the scenes look and then it's also the galas and as we have some interviews lined up right now from the red carpet leading into the jfl awards ceremony it all takes place at that one location so you get to see them kind of laid back and you get to see them you know on display ready to hit the red carpet as uh as I did for the JFL Awards that I was proud to be a part of. Uh, every other time that I've gone there, Santa Cruz, he's always, uh, shout out to Cruiser, she's always held the red carpet down. So it was my first time doing a red carpet. Very uh, interesting, I might say. Yeah. It really is. It's sort of the, you know, that's one of those times where you actually get that feeling of what we always call Hollywood North. But it uh, you, it is kind of funny, too, because all these Toronto comics flock to Montreal for the festival. Some of them are doing gigs and doing shows. Some of them are just there to go watch the fest. But it's kind of funny to hear from the Montreal comics who live and breathe that scene all year long and sort of make that scene what it is when all the festival hype isn't going on. And they're sort of like, they they know the stuff that's off the main strip it's mm -hmm. off broadway in montreal like our friend gianni fiashi from uh, snob media of course has joined us many times on this show over the years he was there in montreal covering it right alongside you for his own sort of media coverage he also is a booker and a comic that hosts and produces theater shows in montreal we've had him in on the show lots of times plugging that stuff it's interesting talking to comics like him. Montreal is their scene. They're the ones who can sort of take you off of the main strip and go, oh, here's this, this Zoo Fest show you have to check out. Here's this off JFL show you have to check out. And here's sort of what the scene looks like the rest of the year when all this JFL hype has come and gone. There is a little bit this feeling of the rest of the comics that come from Toronto and all these other cities. It's kind of comedy tourists. There is, you know, you're well, not a yeah, local, course, yeah. you know. We'll have Johnny on shortly, but yeah, he was kind of like my aide because there was some stuff I didn't know, like the midnight shows that went on every night. Like I didn't know who, who was on who or what was on what. And he's like, well, you don't know what's a surprise. we got to go. There's one over here and there's one over there. Yeah. So he's like dragging me across town to go check out another show. And I'm like, okay, okay. And then it's just, uh, I'm getting back to the red carpet and stuff. I'm like, I never did it before. And he's done, obviously he's been doing them for quite some time. So we were actually paired up right beside each other on the red carpet and it's like what the hell do you ask because you have literally three seconds to a minute or so with each comic and they're pushing you along so it's like what do you ask in that uh in that time frame and we have some of the highlights of the clips of, of some of the comics that were on the red carpet for the jfl awards uh and no one more fitting to start it off with the president himself bruce hills we're here with bruce hills how are we doing good what's going on not much how's the festival been doing congrats on 40 years thank you thank you it's been uh it's been a uh a hell of a run up to this event and uh, we're excited on how it's turned out so far it's been a hell of a job is 40 the new 30 for you bruce <laughs> 
maybe it's a new 60 uh my birthday tomorrow uh but uh listen uh, we've been so happy with how things have gone so far but we still have three nights to go so no victory laps yet we're, we're well on our way though with so much that has gone on with just for laughs and the, and the history of it all are you kind of got your eyes peaked on what 45 or even 50 years looks like well you know what the key thing for me is to challenge the amazing team we have that program this event so beautifully um, and provide for them so if I can challenge them a little bit provide for them they'll pull it off because they're the best in the business Awesome, Bruce. You've always been a friend to us. Congrats on 40 years. That was, of course, El Jefe himself, the Commandante, the chief behind the whole Just for Laughs Festival, our friend Bruce Hills. Uh, obviously a huge year for them, Vince. I mean, you got a chance to chat with Bruce and catch up with him on the red carpet at the gala. He's been a friend of the show for years. He's joined us even this past year, of course, teeing up the 40th anniversary of Jeff L. Big year for them in general, because here in Toronto, this coming fall and we're going to have some stuff on this later on it's also the return of the toronto fest we knew it for years as jfl 42 it is relaunching it's rebranding it's going to be just for laughs toronto again a very different animal from the montreal show um but it's always it's always been a huge part of the comedy calendar here in toronto since it launched just about a decade ago so it's nice to see that rebranded and coming back uh but again Bruce Hill is a full plate this year with bringing the fest back after the last couple of years and sort of making it bigger and better than ever to celebrate the 40th anniversary. Um, yeah. And again, one thing we mentioned before we before you chatted with Bruce is, you know, there's always the hot ticket shows at JFL this past year. The Nasty Show is is never an exception there. That's always a heavy hitter. Uh, the Ethnic Show was rebranded as Just for the Culture. But those, again, those surprise midnight shows, those pop-ups that happen that the locals hear about, or you'll be at the hotel during the fest, they'll go, did you hear so-and-so's dropping a set tonight? I mean, over the years, there's Bill Burr will show up and do somebody's show. There was one year uh, Louis C.K. just showed up and did a random midnight show. This was pre-fappening. It was before the fappening. But yeah. that's, the, that's the magic of the festival is that you really, there's this, there's this energy that you really never know what could happen next. And, you know, all of the big ticket stuff that's on the calendar, there's also just random pop-ups that happen. And that's really the magic of JFL. Uh, yeah. We're going to go to break now, but when we come back, one of our favorite uh, red carpet interviews you got a chance to grab this year, never had him on the show, but he's been a fixture of the festival for, I think he said 15 years now. Uh, the notorious Jimmy Carr. We're going to come back from break with your chat with Jimmy Carr, and then we're going to hop on the line with our friend Johnny Fiashi from Snob Media, our good friend in Montreal, and uh, get his take on the return of his hometown festival. We'll be right back right here on Inside Jokes. Jimmy Carr. Can't believe your luck. Huh? Can't believe your luck. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this. You've been coming to this festival for God knows how many years right now. I think maybe 15. 15. I think 15 in a row. If there's a festival, I will come. I absolutely, I love it. It's the best, man. It's comedy camp for comedians. We, all, we come together. Everyone gets on. It's just, it's, it's perfect. Okay, so screw the fest for two seconds. Because yeah. as, as, as a broadcast from Toronto, four hours right. away, Montreal's kind of our rival. Is it your rival? I don't think it is. It's like it's a European city that's been transplanted. Toronto, 
relax. It's the third largest city in North America. You've got everything there. Just take a breath. Let them have this. Let them have the greatest comedy festival. You take everything else. Okay. I mean, we'll, we'll call it even at that, but what's the one thing you look forward to about the city? Not the festival, but the city. Is there a place you go to for lunch? A place you grab a coffee? You want to hear the weird thing? What's Dairy that? Queen. Dairy Queen? Dairy Queen. We don't have Dairy Queen in the UK, and I like a Dairy Queen. Oh. I like Because sometimes, sometimes you don't have diarrhea. There's no diarrhea coming, but... You would, uh, maybe in half an hour I'll need some. <laughs> has, uh, has the festival kind of given you a new perspective on all the changes that have happened in the industry with all these new artists coming up, all their new takes, the content creators out there? I mean, you've been coming to something for quite It feels time. like it's always... It, uh, what is was ever thus, right? There's always new comics coming through. Right. There's always exciting stuff. There's always a buzz around someone at the festival, and it's always great. What's one thing you can say that's fundamentally key for any stand-up in their act, in their material, to never change as much as the cancel culture is trying to put down the industry? I don't think there's any... I think you can joke about anything, but not with anyone. You've got to just... Uh, you just got to, you've got to deal with the consequences. Freedom of nice. speech is and freedom of consequence. You've got to deal with it. But write jokes. That's the only thing. Write jokes. Whatever you think is funny, say it. Don't, don't, don't second-guess what... The, the audience will get that it's a joke. Right. Jokes are from the head, not from the heart. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto. This week, it is, of course, just for the clips. We are recapping all of our favorite festival moments from this past summer's massive return of Montreal's Just for Laughs Festival. It is the biggest comedy fest on the planet. And, of course, this year was no exception because they also marked their 40th anniversary. Uh, We have lots of our favorite moments from the fest, uh, some of Vince's favorite chats from the red carpet and from comics. At the sort of center of things, just now we had the notorious Jimmy Carr, which finally got a chance to chat with him. He's been a regular fixture of that festival for a decade and a half now. Uh, never have had a chance to get him here on Inside Jokes, so Vince got a chance to chat with him on the red carpet. But now we're going to get the actual Montreal perspective, because we were talking before the break about how, you know, Just for Laughs comes in, it takes over Montreal, all the Toronto comics flood there, whether they're playing the fest or just there to schmooze or watch shows or whatever. But we're the tourists. We're the ones that go there for the festival and we, oh, I love Montreal. And we go to the, you know, bars at three in the morning and all that stuff. But it's the local Montreal comics that are there running shows and running that scene that sort of make the city what it is when the rest of the year, when it's not this two and a half weeks of JFL hype, the real Montreal comedy scene. They know what's sort of going on off the beaten path. So our friend Johnny Fiashi, who joins us once in a while on this show, he, of course, he's a local Montreal comic, booker, promoter. Runs his own theater shows, hosts his own shows, but also was covering the fest alongside Vince on behalf of Snob Media. Johnny, how you doing, man? Yo, it is great to be back. <laughs> Thank you for having me, and I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I'm the uh, local talent you asked to be. Well, on that's the, show. the. This is the thing. I mean, yeah, because you, you know, we've had you on this show lots of times over the past couple of years, plugging your yeah. theater shows, and sort of you yeah. talk about how Montreal has this very distinct sort of but obviously bilingual comedy scene it's kind of overlapping things you have francophone comedy you have english comedy you have a huge italian canadian comedy scene there you sort of do these shows that overlap all of those things but for you as a montrealer i mean you're there covering the fest with your own media brand you're also booking and producing shows and hosting shows is there sort of that sense when all these toronto comics flood in and take over the city for two weeks of we sort of become like the comedy tourists to you locals you guys all think you're the best comedians that's <laughs> just you walk in you're like where's the best bar and shit and like you're just you're just you know want to go drinking and 
meet celebrities. You know, no, I'm joking. It's uh, it's a lot of it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, no, it's uh, it's it was really, really, really good to to have the festival back. Um, I honestly, I didn't put on, I haven't put on a show in a long time because I've uh, was kind of gearing up for this festival. Yeah, and I, and I wanted to be in it to like all the way, baby. And that I think Vince can attest that we went all the way, baby. Well, here's um, I didn't go all the way with you, but we no, no, not with me. <laughs> The festival itself must be kind of a two-sided coin because obviously you were busy covering the fest and you have your own media brand that you were taking care of. But mm-hmm. for Montreal comics who book your own shows the rest of the year, it kind of has to be this two-sided coin because this ma- this big festival comes in and takes over the city. So you really do have to put your normal stuff on pause during that, obviously. And yeah. there is sort of this hype that happens where, you know, every comic in Canada wants to be at the fest and get a spot on the fest and all that stuff. Yeah. For you guys who are running that city the rest of the time, and that's your comedy hometown, it must sort of like put things on pause and just, is it sort of, do you just get to enjoy this fest and enjoy your city in a way that you aren't doing the rest of the time when you're just gigging yourself? That's a great question. I, I, I like to enjoy the festival. I don't want to do anything during that. Technically, it's almost a month for us because there's the French festival right before the English festival, yeah. which I have a bunch of friends that had started out with me doing these shows that I was putting on that are now have their own just for laughs, like our specials, you know? Uh, so that's really, really cool to see, but I want to just enjoy it. And I want to, I live for that stuff, you know? Uh, and, and there are comics like uh, another person that, you know, Eva Alexo, uh, yeah. people like that, who, who want to put on shows during the festival and during like zoo fest or off JFL type type situation and hats off to them. I just, I, I don't want to, I don't want to interfere. I just want to watch comedy, meet comedians, uh, hang out with people like Vince and like just, you know, uh, catch up and shoot the shit. It's been three years almost since a like in-person, in-person festival. And I think this year was pretty, pretty great. I mean, uh, considering, you know, all the shows uh, that, that I saw, all the comics I was able to speak to, all the time I was able to spend with Vince, unfortunately. well it is kind of true because for as comics i mean you know as much as because because comedy especially in canada because it's such a limited pool of things you spend so much of your time it's always about the grind and the hustle and getting on stage and getting more time and getting the next gig so it a festival like this is kind of a chance for comics to just like step back a little bit too and be fans of comedy again because that's why you got in this in the first place you know it's a chance to just geek out over the same stuff and watch shows and and just be around other comics and sort of put the sort of hustle and the competition aside and just, and just watch it. But it's interesting that you brought up, you know, zoo fest and off JFL as well, because that, you know, we were talking earlier on the show about how some of the best parts of this festival aren't just those popular sellout shows. Oh, it's the small shows. It's the small shows and the surprises. It's those random midnight shows. And it's the stuff like if you go off the main strip and get out of the main theaters, it is those zoo fest shows and those random club shows and those little those like 50 shows. seaters, those like hundred seater shows. Like that's, that's what it is outside of St. Catherine street. Like it's just like all those small, tiny clubs and uh, that are just being anyone who's anyone. I mean, Vince and I attended a midnight surprise show that Jimmy Carr was there and yeah. like, it just like it kept going and going like uh, who else is there Vince? I can't, I have a blank right now. But, uh, Rachel Feinstein. Oh yeah. Rachel Feinstein, you know, there's but like a lot of, there's a lot of talent. Everywhere. Well, what I want to ask from you is what sticks out 
for you, obviously you're right beside me on the red carpet for Snob Media. Yeah. What were some of the highlights for you, either from the fest or from the red carpet? That kind um, of spending time with you, Vince. <laughs> okay. No. Outside, uh, obviously, that's obviously. No. Uh, I I really honestly, uh, I had a lot of time. A lot, a lot of time. I had a lot of fun. Uh, I had this concept come up that I was using a tiny mic on the on the red carpet and stuff. Okay. I wanted to uh, like a, like like a miniature mic, and that's how yeah. I was interviewing people. Uh, the comics and and one of the best uh, ones I got from that red carpet was from Pete Holmes, uh, yeah. And and he was he but he was very generous with you too, Vince. Like he spoke to us, I think, for at least four minutes each, and was just <laughs> he was just such a nice guy. And like he saw the tiny mic and he was he was for it. And then I asked my stupid ass questions, and uh, and and it, that stood out for me. And then also speaking to Jimmy Carr because you guys just mentioned him, like. Uh, the guy's a, a legend. I don't know. I saw him like four times just at this festival. Yeah, so. he's, a, he's a staple at JFL. But not, yeah. uh, good that you mentioned Pete Holmes. Uh, let's go to a clip that actually right off the get-go. Uh, this question just dawned on me when I and I asked him right there, uh, right out of the gate. But I kind of I kind of stumped him and he had to kind of think a little. So let's hear a little bit from Pete Holmes. Pleasure, Vince with uh, Inside Jokes. Hi, Vince. We're out of Toronto. We came up and uh, okay, awesome. Here we go. Pete, right. you wear so many hats, man. You wear sketch, screen, stand-up. When your brain compiles of something funny, what world does it live in first? That's a really good question. Thank All the way funny. from Toronto, he just thought of it. Well, honestly, I, I, this is going to sound corny, but I think an idea wants to be something, and you sort of have to listen to the idea. So sometimes you go like, oh, I'm, I'm going to think of a movie idea, right? But then when you look at the idea, and, and if you will, honor it, the idea actually wants to be a stand-up joke. So you have to listen to it. Do you yourself as an artist kind of stick in one lane? Is it, are you no, I've never wanted to do that. No. I don't even like being called a comic. I mean, I'll take it, but I like comedian, comedian. because it means any, anything that's funny, I like to do it. All right, that was, of course, Pete Holmes on the red carpet. Vince was chatting with him. Our friend Johnny Fiasci was chatting with him for Snob Media. You guys both kind of... Uh, double teamed pete holmes was that pretty much the plan of attack by the way for you both i mean yes to double team everyone double team everyone pound pounding the carpet because obviously i mean over the years covering this show for for in, covering this fest for inside jokes mm-hmm. you know you just sort of go to the center of action and you and you talk to who you can talk to but there is always sort of a laundry list of like okay here's who i'm really hoping to grab a few minutes with this year was that sort of the way it was for you, Johnny? Like, were there certain people at this year's fest where you were like really gunning to talk to them, or was it just sort of go and just see who passes by and grab what you can, kind of a thing? Uh, I know I'm. Uh, I tend to be a snob and all that, but I'm just. I'm honestly just very grateful that I get to speak to anyone. Like, that's literally when the PR people reach out to me. I'm just like, yeah, give me anyone. Like, that's all I yeah. want. Like, obviously. Then there's the the extras like Jimmy Carr wasn't really supposed to be on the red carpet. You know what I mean? Like he was literally the last person and took time with every single interviewer that was on that carpet, which, again, is not you see Jimmy Carr like watching his specials and you're like, this is not the same dude in person. Yeah, I mean, like, but he's so like nice and takes the time and is appreciative. And I, you know, uh, but then, yeah, just anyone, anyone like honestly, the thought of maybe interviewing Amy Schumer made me want to shit myself so <laughs> well that's the thing amy schumer and chelsea handler did not do red carpet interviews they did photos and everything but they didn't i mean one got over a breakup one in a little bit i don't know maybe she just didn't want to yeah you know, but everyone the- on that carpet was generous with their time i think oh, for, the, for the most part i mean it, it, yeah. because it's there's always this mood at the festival where 
you know, and Jimmy Carr actually talked about this, but where comics are just so happy to be there. There's just yeah. such this joy of being there. And especially this year, obviously, because we came back after the last couple of years and it was a particularly yeah. special return for the fest. And you get and those I, random moments too, where you, again, where people happen by that you weren't expecting and you get these great well, fights. Yeah. Well, like the Amy Schumer thing, I, my sister and I shared an elevator with her right after the red oh, carpet. Yeah, that's right. I remember just, that. Yeah, yeah. It was just, it was just <laughs> me, my sister, Amy Schumer and her two security guards. And I was like, Hey, what's up? She goes, she was asking what was um, what floor was ground level. I was like, it was three. And the security guard was like, no, it's two. I was like, dude, like I've been here for the past month. It's yeah. three. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So there's moment. There's all those little JF. Those are all JFL moments. Like I'm sure Vince has some moments, too. Like uh, when you spoke to Chris Stefano, for example, you know, like yeah. these little that, we'll, we'll get to that interview later yeah. on. So, but yeah, that was one of my favorite interviews. That's that's um, a good that's a good tee up right there. We do have Chris Stefano coming up a little bit later on, and we're going to check in with a couple of our Toronto comics who were at the fest this year and what that was like just going there again as fans of comedy and what shows they checked out. Johnny, always a pleasure, my friend. Before we do let you go, uh, once again for our listeners, because it's been a couple months, where can we find all things Snob Media online? Oh, my God. All social th- shows, all that good stuff. Yeah, just follow Snob Media, Facebook, Instagram. We've got a show coming up on the 23rd of September here in Montreal. We are going against the CAC government, everybody. <laughs> so the show is aptly named Suck My CAC. Hope you can make it. <laughs> thank you for having me guys it's always, have, always couldn't have a more perfect name nor a yeah. better way to wrap up the segment no Johnny problem and guys our friends at Snob Media thank you so much man good chatting with you thank you so much thanks Johnny Good, good. We're Inside Jokes, publication out of Toronto, so congrats on everything. Thank you so much. Um, the last past year, I mean, the journey that you've been on through specials, to the, all the, uh, the acclaim and acclamations that you've had, tell me about it. I mean, how, how crazy has it been to know the red carpet at Just for Laughs? Oh my gosh, it's insane. I honestly never thought I would be on a red carpet at Just for Laughs. Like, I remember being here like five, six years ago, maybe, when I got new faces. New faces. And it, yeah, and it's just like the biggest deal and you finally feel like you're a part of the club and you're like I might be a real comedian now and so to be here like on a red carpet or amongst people that I've like looked up to for years is crazy so weird welcome back to inside jokes it is just for the clips we are recapping some of our favorite moments from this past summer's 40th anniversary of just for laughs in Montreal that of course on the red carpet was Vince talking to Taylor Tomlinson who Vince that was a comic who won breakout artist of the year at this year's fest yeah Uh, she's blowing up all over social media and stuff she's yeah great great uh great gal uh, she was chit-chatting with us on the carpet. Great gal. What, Great gal. Heck of a gal. Well, that's she's one of the things. I mean, I mean, she's not even 25, I don't think. Yeah. Like, she's like, she's killing it. 
That's one of the things, though, about this fest. And I mean, we were, you know, we, we were talking to uh, Maria Bamford about that a couple months ago, leading up to JFL. Just a, you know, how, how, another great gal. But how much of a career maker this festival can be? I mean, if you win breakout artists, that's a huge thing because half the industry is in Montreal for this thing. Or I mean, if you get on Homegrown or the one of the new faces, whatever it is. It's always a career launcher. Uh, We are going to talk to two of our friends in Toronto comedy right now who also were at the 40th anniversary of JFL. Some of their favorite moments from the fest. What shows they checked out. The things they saw. I want to hear the dirt even. What did you get up to at night in Montreal? We have our friends Lenny the Butcher Corrado is on the line with us. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? We are good, man. It's good to see you again. And of course, Luke Lindale, which we're here on Zoom. Luke, what? What time of day is it in your part of Toronto? Is that a real background? Where the hell are you? (laughs) (laughs) No, this is a background, yes. All right, there we go. I'm looking outside my window and looking at yours and going, it's nighttime in your Toronto for some reason. Uh, Very palatial here. Right. (laughs) You guys both hit the fest this year, which, you know, we were talking earlier in the show about how comics descend on Montreal from across Canada Toronto pretty much empties out for the two weeks of that fest, whether you're playing the, the festival or just going to check out shows. It's such a huge event on the comedy calendar for everybody in the comedy world. And especially this year, having the fest come back full force, completely live again, sort of bigger and better than ever. It was the 40th anniversary for both of you. How like I'll throw that to either of you. How, how meaningful for you as comics and just first and foremost as fans of comedy was this festival returning in its proper form? I mean, this is something everybody's been waiting like the last couple of years for. Well, it was well, amazing. I mean, I'm originally from Montreal and uh, yeah, it was great to go back there. Um, a lot of venues, uh, so many comedians. Um, I saw John Mulaney uh, one night. That was incredible. I also uh, saw uh, Bill Burr at the, the Bell Center. I was uh, in row G on the floor. That was amazing. Nice. Uh, just just incredible just to see all the comedians there and just all the variety of different shows, right? Different types of comedians, uh, alternative stuff, uh, mainstream stuff. Uh, from A to Z, amazing. Okay, so I agree. I agree with Luke. I was, well, I was there with Luke. Luke, uh, initially, Luke will tell you this. He wasn't sure if he was going to go there. But once he got there, he was, right, Vince, he was everywhere. He was out with us every night. He was at all the parties. <laughs> he was dancing more than anybody else, okay? He had the best time ever, okay? And I, I had a great time, too. It's been a three years since, I guess, the last one. It is full force. And we met a lot of people that we didn't meet last time. And, and uh, it, was a, it was a good mix of, com- it's like comedy camp, obviously, right? For You go there, you, you fit in right away. Especially if you have a badge that you paid a lot of money for. They respect you more. <laughs> they think you're somebody, okay? Mine said Metro Comedy. I work at Metro and I do comedy. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It, it was. is true, though. I mean, we always, you know, we've been using that phrase for years that it's summer camp for comics. And it's funny because everybody in the industry says that too. Jimmy Carr even mentioned that earlier in the show. It is so true. And I mean, Lenny and Luke, I mean, being comics that, that live here in, in the GTA and, you know, you're part of this stand up scene, we have, we always, it's been about a decade that it's been going on but we have our own toronto version it was always called jfl 42 and it's coming back this year it's relaunching as just for laughs toronto but it's such a different animal because the festival here you really do have to be either a diehard comedy fan or in the comedy world to actually know that it's going on and to go out to those shows in montreal it's just such a celebration it just swallows up the entire city it's like comedy mardi gras like you can't get away from it the entire city is that festival during that two weeks yeah, well, what's amazing is that I, I think uh, what, what they can do in Montreal is that they, they close up a part of the city there, so they block off St. Catherine, 
And a lot of the venues are within like a 20 minute walk from each other. You must have like, I don't know, eight to 10 different venues. And at Place des Arts, I think itself, there's at least four or five different venues that see yeah. like over 2000 people. So they just have everything is in proximity walking wise. It's so it, I think it creates all that feel like you're saying all that buzz, right? Because everybody, everything, everything is condensed in one small area versus yeah, in, Toronto, in Toronto. So it's more spread out right amongst the various clubs, et cetera. And those things yeah. are, are further apart from each other. So it's, it kind of doesn't create that same excitement. Also in Toronto, in Toronto, it's like, it's in Montreal, it's those, the, those last four days are the main days. And in yeah. Toronto, sure, it's pretty much spread out. Like you said, all the comics, at least all the pretty well-known ones, we're all in the same hotel. We're all in the same hotel. Like, and you, you just go downstairs, you hang out with them. You don't have to walk far. Like you said, Luke, you don't need a car there at all. You know, in Toronto, it's, it's a little bit more difficult. And I don't know, I just, it's not as condensed, like, like Luke was yeah. saying, it's true. Yeah, Lenny and Luke, what were some of your highlights? I mean, uh, Luke, you said you got to see uh, uh, John Mulaney, a show I wanted to catch, but unfortunately I couldn't, but uh, he's coming to Toronto, hopefully to catch him there. And then you also saw Bill Burr, who just yeah. played in the Scotiabank Arena here. Uh, shout out to Steph Tolop, opening act for, for him there. Uh, what yeah. were some of the highlights outside of the John and, and, and Bill for you? Well, actually, well, I think one of the highlights, I mean, um, Lenny probably say the same thing. We, we went out to the Comedy Nest actually two nights uh, before I saw Bill Burr and uh, saw a late show there. And Bill Burr dropped in and did a set. Yeah, hey. that, that was that was pretty cool. It was cool to see him do um, a set in that venue in a small venue and then see him do a lot of the same material or that was in that set on at the Bell Center and see how it how it lands, how he performs it differently, how, how he you know manages that differently. That, that was a cool experience for me. Yeah, I, saw, I was going to do the same thing as Luke, but uh, the thing is down there, um, like the comics are are very they're open to everybody. They're very friendly. Like you, you sometimes you don't want to go near them and, uh, and you approach them and they come to you and they talk to you. Right. Um, one of my highlights was rooming with Vince. That was one of my highlights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, using one of his 30 colognes, maybe, you know, <laughs> nice Lenny. Nice. Touché. I didn't touch him. Vince. <laughs> All right. That's as good a time to go to break as any. We're going to come back and more with more with Lenny and Luke and more JFL. 40th anniversary recaps. We'll be right back right here on Inside Jokes. Lord, let go, Johnny Appleseed. He might pass by in the hour of need. There's a lot of souls. From the well, locked in the factory. Uh, the art form of comedy has been going through so many changes in right now. What do you think as a stand-up comic and stand-up comic of the year right now? Like, yeah. What's one fundamentalist that's never going to change for comedy? I think emotional resonance and truth. Hey. That's it. Yeah? That's it. When uh, you're on stage, people have to go, I believe this guy. Yeah. For better or for worse, I believe this guy. So emotional resonance is truth, and truth is what we're always, you know, chasing and seeking. The way in which we do it, it's different for each of us. The way Gerard does it, Taylor Tomlinson, James, myself, Bo Burnham, whoever you talk to, we all approach it in a different way. And I think that's make that's what makes the genre so incredible and amazing. That's a great answer, brother. When yeah. you get up on that stage, then you're feeling gonna get roasted a little bit, or oh, dude, oh, your peers gonna take it a little professionally. I don't know. I don't know if you. I don't know if you saw the other year, man. Ronnie Chang ripped me a new one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I had your to nemesis, as they say. I know my nemesis ripped me a new one, man. So, Hassan, thanks so much for your time. Welcome back.
back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto. We're, of course, recapping all things just for laughs. It was the return of JFL in Montreal this past summer. Coming back from the last couple of years, but also celebrating the 40th anniversary of the fest. That, of course, was another red carpet moment. Vince was chatting with Hassan Minhaj, who also won Comic of the Year at this year's JFL. Uh, we are talking to two of our friends in Toronto, Lenny Corrado and Luke Lindale, who were both at this year's Return of the Fest, talking about some of our favorite moments. Uh, Lenny, for you, I mean, but and we're going to find out where we can catch you guys coming up, find you on social media, all that good stuff. What was your personal favorite highlight from this fest this year, Lenny? There, there was rooming a, with me. Besides, yeah, rooming, uh, with me. rooming with Vince is one, and also uh, just uh, hanging out there. I'm telling you, there was not one one particular moment. The Bill Burr thing showing up at the fest for the nest uh, at the nest was amazing because I saw him walk behind me. We followed him out and got a nice picture together with him. He was so nice, such a nice man. Random things happen at that festival. I remember one year going to an after party with a walking into the after party with an extremely drunk Dennis Quaid who was there for Ooh. some reason, not doing stand up. But he was there, and he was extremely intoxicated. So you never know what kind of magic could happen in Just for Laughs, Montreal. Yeah. Uh, Lenny, before we let you go, where can we catch you coming up? Where can we find you on social media? All that good stuff. Okay, social media, it's Instagram. It's Lenny the Butcher. It's with one end. Lenny with one end, the Butcher. Uh, and um, the, I'm in town. I'm all over the place, uh, just like Luke, I'm sure. But I, I'm doing one big show November 11th and 12th at Joker's Club out in Richmond Hill. And I'm uh, middling for... Uh, uh, Nikki Smigs is going to be the headliner. Uh, and January, uh, sorry, and my friend Angela Mayorano Thurston is going to be the MC. It's going to be a great show. The 11th and 12th at Jokers. There we go. Excellent. And of course, Luke Lindale, you have an album recording coming up. That's right. I got an album coming out uh, to recording on uh, a comedy bar on September 16th at 7 o'clock and then doing two shows at SoCap on uh, the 17th, 8.30 and 10 o'clock on the third floor. There we go. So cap. And of course, hit up comedybar.ca for tickets to Luke's album recording. Thank you both so much. And in the spirit of celebrating the return of Just for Laughs, we're going to go to another red carpet interview. Uh, Vince, our producer, got a chance to chat with the one and only Chris Stefano, live in Montreal. We're going to go to that right now. Hey, what's up? It's Vince Tedesco here at Just for Laughs. Uh, sitting with me right now, a guy who just crushed it on his podcast and he's performing all throughout the festival. Give it up for the one, the only Chris Stefano. Chris, how are we doing? Hello, my friend. I appreciate you having me. This microphone, which you tape to a pencil, um, this is uh, this is a paintbrush microphone. Um, I'm doing it. I'm here. I'm having fun. I'm actually coming to Toronto, November 17th, 18th, at the Royal Theater. First time in Toronto. What can I uh, What can I expect in Toronto? Look at that shooting viewing me now. I love it. Uh, the Royal Theater uh, is right in the Italy. You'll love it. Great food. I don't know if it's comparable to Montreal, but you'll love it. I know a great place for a nice panzerotti or a nice pizza slice. Nice. Get your fat and plump. Uh, but how have you been enjoying the festival? How are you thinking Montreal? So we just got here. I just got here today. Um, I like Montreal, man. I like this city. It's gotten a little grittier in the land. I haven't been here since 2018. And, um, and, uh, and I like there's a little bit of a grittiness here now. Um, I, I feel like I'll probably get robbed at some point. And I like that, man. I mean, they'll steal my, my – I got my chain off Amazon. So um, – um, but I like this city, dude. I like, I like the French vibe. Because for me, like when I drive from New York to Montreal – it's kind of like, you know, yes, we are going into a different country in Canada, but because the language is French, you feel like you're like in France. And but meanwhile, you know, I'm still in my Toyota Corolla. So it's it, it's interesting. And I, this comedy festival, the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival, man, it really there's no comparison. This is the best comedy festival in the world. 
It really is. It's like the, it's it's true. Okay. Well, comparing comparing this to your home state, New York, I mean that's where you crush your teeth and you 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 know yeah. you're killing it there. But the art form of comedy has changed a lot. It's obviously evolving. It's no longer hey, did you notice? It's more storytelling. It's personal. It's getting right into people's lives. I mean, and more importantly, your life, your family. I mean, how much do the characters in your life portray to your art form on stage? So for me, I always describe my comedy as it's, it's, it's all like a seed of truth in like a web of lies, if you will. So like something will happen for real in my life, like a real thing will happen, and then I create a story around it. And what I've tried to do is I always want to make a show about my father and my family, and that's what I keep pushing for is doing that. And now I feel like with the way comedy is, how <clears throat> you, know, you could get attacked for having this opinion or that opinion, what I do is I've created these characters that are, again, based in truth, where I'll have, you know, let's say, a controversial opinion or a controversial take, but I won't say I'm saying it. I'll say, oh, my dad said that. My friend said that. And I put them into these little boxes on stage, so I'm kind of, like, safe. Um, and, you know, but I feel like my life, you know, I have, uh, you know, a conservative father, I have a Latina wife, uh, a transgender nanny. Um, I have all these things that are naturally occurring in my life that are just like, I'm not, it's not, I'm not like trying to pander towards it. I'm not trying to make this happen so I look more politically correct. This is just my natural life. Awesome. Thank you so much. He's coming to Toronto in November. He is Chris DiStefano. That was Chris DiStefano in Montreal for JFL, 40th anniversary. That is our show. Thank you so much to all the comics who Vince chatted with on the red carpet and at the fest. And of course, we're very excited for the return of JFL Toronto coming up in the city this fall. Thank you again to Johnny Fiasci in Montreal, our friends Luke Lindale and Lenny the Butcher. That is our show. Don't forget, you can listen to all of our episodes right back to the beginning on Global News Online. We'll be back next week. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week's Comedy Rx is New York's own Chris Stefano. Enjoy. How you guys doing? All right. Good for you. Um, yeah, this is good for me. It's like home. I'm from New York, you know? I feel like, yeah, I don't have to say, you know, the accent. It's like the worst. We don't pronounce the R's, you know? It's not New York. It's New York. Skip the R always. My dad's getting older now. He's adding R's into words that don't need R's. There's no R balance in this guy's life at all. Like, he went to the doctor the other day. I was like, how was it? He was like, how was it? Told me I got full-blown diabetes. <laughs> I said, Doc, scientifically, what does that mean? <laughs> I know Grugel. He's always got the wrong word for what he's talking about, too. It's like, yeah, the doc said the cartridge in my knee is no good. <laughs> you know the cartridge in your knee? You mean cartilage? What is your knee, a printer? What are you talking about? <laughs>